Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session where we saw stocks slide a little bit after we saw a pretty bullish day on Thursday. But Ed, bank stocks continuing to have a tough time today, especially the regional banks. Yeah, there is a one-day relief, and we saw that boost the market, but not today. Uh, very divergent market rally. I want to look at three stocks that are doing relatively well. Air Test Systems, uh, PDD, and Lennar. All right, we'll take a look at those stocks. But first, let's analyze the major indexes. So the NASDAQ today down about seven tenths of a percent, but it was not the hardest hit. We had the S&P 500 down 1.1%, the Dow off 1.2%, and the Russell 2000 small cap index with a heavy exposure to the financial sector down 2.6% leading up to the close here. So we did see a downside reversal for the NASDAQ that we are showing here after a four-day win streak. So as you said, Ed, we have a very divergent market right now because the NASDAQ and the tech sector are looking quite constructive while we're not seeing such positive signals elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you could talk about just the Nasdaq rose 4.4% this week. So pretty darn, pretty darn strong here. It's above all the moving averages. Uh, yeah, we had a downside reversal today, but honestly, after that kind of gain, it's really a good move. I mean, look, it's not rip roaring. It's not above everything, but it, as you say, very constructive. A lot of tech stocks flashed uh, buy signals this week. A lot of ones that had already gone kept powering higher. So if this were the market, We'd be pretty happy with how things are going. It wasn't, we almost had a fall through day. Well, we didn't almost. We had some strong gains. We didn't have a fall through day, which is probably for the best given how divergent this market is. We did because the volume was lighter than, than normal, but the rally attempt is still ongoing. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, very constructive, but very different story elsewhere. Yeah, so let's take a look. Here is the S&P, a day of strength on Thursday as well, but it is not above those moving averages like what we're seeing for the NASDAQ, nor has it convincingly cleared even you know the majority of a trend line, even a, a more ag aggressive angle perhaps, but uh, still below a lot of key levels here. So not clear that we are indeed in a a rip-roaring rally for the S&P, yeah. yeah, this shows something mixed because it was up for the week, but it's below all the moving averages. It has tech, it has the other things. So it's it's in between. Uh, so this is okay. It just wasn't great. But yeah, it's so this is sort of like, yeah, the S&P tends to have both, you know, that mixed view. Mm -hmm. But I guess constructive in terms of where we closed, if you look at like the um, intra-week action. I mean, we were at risk of really undercutting. Uh, so to see at least us hold from the lowest levels of the week as we as we kicked off the week. Um, good to yeah, see that a, at least things are falling, continuing to see that waterfall uh, infect other parts of the market outside of financials just yet. Yeah, that's a really good point that, you know, Monday was sort of the low certainly on the S&P and NASDAQ, and we rallied off of that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Again, this weekend's going to be really important. Uh, next few days, really important to see if we can, which way we go on this. Yeah, let's also take a look at uh, the Dow and the Russell. So not as convincing of a bounce <laughs> here. 
for the week, it looks like, uh, you know, roughly flat, maybe slightly lower to the downside. Uh, so not not seeing strength there in uh, blue chip land and having an even tougher time in the small caps. Here's the Russell 2000 ETF IWM uh, for the week down about 2.7% or so on top of the previous weekly decline of 8%. Uh, but again, a lot of financial exposure here, Ed. So uh, not a surprise to see small caps having a tough go at it. Yeah, the other another big area is energy, which is terrible as we're going to look at as well. Yes, good point there. Let's take a look at ZRTNX. This is tracking the 10-year treasury yield, which we've seen all over the place and mainly to the downside for this week. So now we have two weekly big red bars in a row uh, <laughs> this week down 8% after a, uh, so even a steeper of a decline than last week's decline of almost 7%. So what is this telling us, Ed? Well, there's real, there's a massive safe haven flow going on. There's concerns about the economy. There's, you know, just thinking that there's going to be longer term repercussions from this or, or even or even just short term. The two year yield fell 74 basis points this week. And that's after a pretty big drop. It was the worst drop since 1987, right after the 1987 Black, mm -hmm. Black Monday crash. So enormous drops here. Uh, if things clear up, the yields will rebound. Actually, on a daily chart, there were, I think, uh, most every, almost every day here, like it was big swings day to day. So, right. I mean, if things get better, you could see that yield jump 20, 30 basis points in a day. It wouldn't be out of, you know, wouldn't be crazy. Uh, but we're also near those lows as well. It's the, the markets are showing a lot of stress. I was reading about that, you know, a couple of days ago that there were starting to be concerns about liquidity in the in U.S. treasuries. And that is just like the most deep. That's like saying the deepest lake in the world is running dry. You know, you, you that just doesn't run out of liquidity. If that goes illiquid, everything does. So uh, that would be there's a lot of stresses going on in the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, so with that being said, Ed, what would be the repercussions of that or or at the very least the the reaction uh, to that if if that does turn out to be a a major concern? Well, I think that I mean, it would be really scary because if you feel like you can't trade, if you can't operate, if you can't make transaction transactions or deals, that could freeze up every that could just make it worse. you know like it, like everything could uh, really uh, waterfall at that point. but they would probably take steps. I don't think. I don't think they're really there yet. But just remember that in the financial crisis, money market funds were suddenly seizing up. You you don't always know. It's like oh, you know, a few days ago we weren't thinking about Credit Suisse. Mm -hmm. I mean, it hasn't been doing well for a long time. So don't get me wrong. But these things come in. It's like we don't know what the next shoe to drop is, whether it's a bank or financial market. Maybe there will be nothing. Maybe this is it. Maybe everything's going to be fine now. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, at at this times then people start getting that science and it can, it can steamroll and problems can create problems. Hmm. Well, we'll circle back uh, to this <laughs> yeah. at the, at the end of the segment. So put, let's, we'll put a pin in that. Let's uh, keep looking at some ETFs. Here's SMH reversing a smidge lower on Friday, but for the week up 5.4%. So chip stocks continuing to flex their strength in this market. A lot of strength, top tier names, mid tier names, a lot of strength. This was an outside up, you know, reversal week. So really bullish. Yes. 
Elsewhere, IGV, this is the tech software ETF, also had a good week, up 4.8%. XLF, though, uh, down another 6%, an even heavier volume than the prior week when it was down 8.5%. KRE, even worse, uh, I think now down uh, 30% or so in just the last two weeks. For an ETF... For an ETF, yeah, uh, KRE uh, is moving. They're they're all selling off, even some pretty big names, uh, and, you know. And it's uh, there's a lot of concern. There's even concern down the road that even if everything goes well, that banks are going to be a lot less profitable. So it's not that that also is people going well. What's the upside? Why should I buy this? So yeah, it's uh, a lot of concerns. And. Let's take a look at XME, the metals and mining ETF now on a two-week losing streak, down almost 6% this week in heavy volume for a second week in a row. And you mentioned energy, also an area of uh, pretty notable weakness this week with XLE down almost 7% as we see oil having a really tough time uh, (laughs) with USO, a proxy for crude oil down 13%. Yeah, it's the lowest since the end of 2021, really falling out. So it's, it's showing those concerns that things could get there uh, with uh, with the economy if, if these kind of issues develop, keep on going. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's take a look at three individual stocks on our radar. Here is AEHR, which uh, by the end of this week has a flat base, correct, Ed? It has a base. I'm not sure. Well, we are not going to call it a flat base because of that crazy day, but it's six weeks long. Uh, It probably was too, it was probably too steep even without that crazy day. That was the day after Tesla's investor day. And they said, well, maybe we won't use as much silicon carbide. And all those silicon carbide plays tumbled, but they came back. This is a crazy wild stock. Let's be absolutely clear. Not that you need me to say that. You can just look (laughs) at it and see that. Uh, strong, powerful growth, but it's right near the 50-day line. You do have that trend line. I mean, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't wait for a breakout uh, on something like this because of the big ups and downs. It does tend to undercut the prior base or prior consolidation mm-hmm. at some point. So if you were going to buy it, somewhere around here or around that trend line would seem to be a place to go. I, you know, it, Again, it would be a risky trade. It's a risky market, but there's not many opportunities to buy this one. So I wanted to bring it up and, you know, ideally this consolidates or it doesn't go until the market shows real strength, but it's something that uh, investors should uh, be aware of, even if they say, you know what, I'm just going to stand back from this one at this time. Yeah, because we are seeing uh, stocks elsewhere in the semiconductor sector that are extended. So uh, this is a stock that has relative strength in spades, albeit, uh, it's a, bunk, a bucking bronco, as, <laughs> yeah. uh, as I like to say. So yeah, buyer, buyer beware, manage your risk, but it's right at a moving average. You're exactly right. Know the personality of these stocks. Let's also take a look at PDD, PDD Holdings now, uh, Chinese e-commerce stock up 7% this week as it works on the right side of a base right around the moving average. And we've got earnings coming up next week. So potentially a catalyst for the stock. And this is uh, probably the best looking China name right now, at least it's on our radar. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a few names that are looking okay, but this is probably the best and definitely versus its rivals. So that's a concern. I mean, why is this one doing? It's, it's one thing to outperform, but again, it's a little bit like the market. It's like, why is this one doing well and the other ones are falling, you know? And so nonetheless, this has been growing very well. It, it's hit the sweet spot with its value-oriented e-commerce. Uh, a strong move above this week's highs or kind of things would break a trend line, provide maybe an early entry. It have earnings before the open. So you know, you're at least you can't get ahead of yourself, probably. I mean, it's like you can't be tempted to buy it at this point. Uh, so we'll have to see how that goes. I mean, but yeah, there's a lot of risk when you combine the market, when you combine its rivals, when you combine, when say China, again, a very risky play. Uh, uh, I definitely want to stress that about uh, PDD. Let's also take a look at Lennar a home builder down on the day, but a nice week this week with an RS line blue dot. This is underscoring that outperformance versus the S&P 500 as it works on a new base. The fact that we're seeing that RS line at a new high before this stock hits a new price high is bullish on a weekly basis, shares up over 6%. And look at that, some nice volume there as well behind this week's move. Yeah, so those are a lot of really good things. Their, their earnings were better than expected. They had pretty good guidance. It's not going to be a great year. It's a little bit like some of these chip names where people know that the earnings are going to be lousy this year because of what, you know, demand before. But these home builders are doing well. Uh, treasury yields coming down are definitely helping on that regard. And people, even if the crisis fades, you probably figure the Fed isn't going to raise rates quite as high as maybe people thought a couple of weeks ago. Uh they did have a downside reversal on Wednesday following earnings, so that was a little disappointing. But, you know, it basically closed near the weekly highs, so it bounced back from that. It held support at the 50-day line, so it's, it's been acting constructively, uh, you know, nonetheless. And there was, high again, high volume, but that's partly today, but that was partly because of the options right. that expired today. True. It didn't move a whole lot. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is this is one area. The home builders are one area that is actually doing well, aside from chips and a few other techs. Mm -hmm. Good notes there. All right. Well, circling back to the market and uh, plan of action before we go, I mean, Ed, with concerns about liquidity in the market, and like you said, we're going to get a lot of news over the weekend on the banking crisis front. Should we be looking at these technical signals that we're seeing in the in the growth area and QQQ, or should we be putting all of our money under our mattresses if uh, the financial system is going to freeze up? Yeah, I don't know if you have to worry about quite by that, but I it is uh, you can go either way. You can certainly, if you wanted to, you could have been playing some of these uh, these growth names because there are a lot that are showing buy signals. You would probably want to keep your exposure light. I would not, and I certainly wouldn't say like put all your money into chips, especially EV chip makers and like a handful of those. Uh, on the other hand, but you could also wait for a fall through day. And hopefully a fall through day would not just show the NASDAQ doing well, but the S&P powering higher and, you know, maybe the banks coming back, yeah, you know. But, you know, I would say even in that situation, we've had plenty of failed, failed uh, you know, follow through days or failed uh, confirmed uptrends. And if everything looks swimmingly and then suddenly say, oh, by the way, Bank of America is going bust, the market probably will sell off on that news. So, I mean, it's it's uh, if you want to play it, do it tentatively and know that you that the risks are elevated. You just have to know the conditions, the road conditions and the road conditions are, are, are not really ideal. 
Yes, that makes a lot of sense, Ed. All right. Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday with more, starting with IEBD Live first thing in the morning. So we'll see you 10 minutes before the opening bell and through the first 90 minutes or so of trade to update you on where we're at in this current market. So we will see you there, investors.com slash IEBD Live for all the details. Hope you have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you back here next week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.